A Republican Mike Rogers calling the withdrawal of the remaining U.S. troops disastrous. He accused President Biden of overseeing a huge blunder. Mississippi's governor says Hurricane Ida brought significant damage throughout the state. It's less in terms of severity on any one specific point, much more about the size and the scope of the storm. Currently, Republican Governor Tate Reeves says around 37,000 households are without power statewide, which he says is down from 136,000 at the peak of the storm. USA Radio News. Nielsen says more than 30 million Americans are now tuning in to Newsmax TV. It's one of the biggest media stories. Newsmax is available on all major cable systems. And if you cut the cord and don't get cable, you can still get Newsmax. Find it on your smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and more. Just go to your smart TV channel guide or download the free Newsmax app. Newsmax also streams free on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, or TiVo. And 7 million people have the Newsmax app on their smartphone. It takes seconds to download it on your phone and there's no paywall or subscription. So watch Newsmax for breaking news anytime, anywhere. President Trump says Newsmax is really good and Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why tens of millions of Americans are watching Newsmax TV and going to Newsmax.com for breaking news. It's a source you can trust. Newsmax is real news for real people. Missouri is launching a lawsuit against school districts that are enforcing mask mandates on their students. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt says the lawsuit isn't seeking to stop kids from wearing masks in schools if it's a parent's choice. If you're a parent and you want to send your kid to school with a mask on, this wouldn't prohibit that. It's just saying that the government forcing the masking of five-year-olds all day long shouldn't be something that we uh, encourage. In fact, it should be something to stop because it's not based on science. That audio courtesy of Fox Business. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention releasing data that shows an average of 330 children were admitted to the hospital with COVID-19 every day last week. A new Texas abortion law that bars a procedure after approximately six weeks of pregnancy took effect today after the Supreme Court didn't act on an emergency request by clinics and abortion rights advocates to block it. This is USA Radio News. Zenworld Premium CBD offers full and broad-spectrum CBD oil, extracts, and capsules, which are designed to help you feel your best. Their products are sourced from the best organic hemp and natural ingredients on the market and are tested for quality, purity, and potency. They have a full range of items from health and wellness to beauty to pets. Call 725-205-9223, visit online at zenworld.com, or stop by their location at 9895 South Maryland Parkway and Silverado Ranch Parkway. Mention KSHP for 10% off in-store or use code KSHP online for 15% off. Hungry for the best barbecue in Las Vegas? Come out to the infamous barbecue and meat market, John Moles Meats and Roadkill Grill in Las Vegas. John Moles was featured on the Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Now take home delicious meat selections for your grill, and while you're there, grab a bite of the best barbecue in Las Vegas. With two locations now at Tom and Gowan or on North Decatur, you're sure to find the perfect meats for your next barbecue or party. Find us online at johnmolemeats.com. 
At AR Heating and Air Conditioning, our main goal is to provide high-quality service without breaking the bank. From maintaining your HVAC units to fixing them when they are down, they are there for you. AR Heating and Air Conditioning offer reasonable prices, reliability, and professional service at a great value. For more information, go to fixmyac.net or call 702-646-4000. Beat the heat and call AR Heating and Air Conditioning today. Welcome to Hash House A Go-Go, where we've been serving farm food and crafted cocktails for over two decades. Visit us for the full Hash House experience at any of our five Las Vegas locations. Hash House A Go-Go is where old school meets new and gets twisted. We bring people together over good food and fun. Come in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and come hungry because our portions are huge. Visit us online to see our entire menu at hashhouseagogo.com. Hash House A Go-Go. It's a Midwest thing, and there's nothing else like it. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. STN Sports is the mobile betting app that's got it all. A $50 sign-up bonus, mobile parlay cards, in-play wagers, and Play Plus, so you can fund, deposit, and withdraw from your mobile account from anywhere at any time. The safe and easy way to bet from your phone or tablet. Sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the O Cortez. Visit StationCasinoSports.com for more information. Details in the Sportsbooks. Bonus for new sign-ups only. I'm attorney Adam Kuttner. I've been a lifelong fan of the NHL and even played hockey myself in college. The game taught me that you have to be aggressive to score goals and win games. And being aggressive is just as important when I'm representing my clients in their personal injury cases. I work hard to get you the maximum settlement as quickly as possible because winning is everything. If you've been injured in an accident, ask attorney Adam Kuttner, 702-382-0000. That's 382-0000. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free.
And here we go, another edition of Sports Insider Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. Glad to be with you, Brian Blessing. We got the boys back east in Baltimore. I got to double check. I check my weather radar. Well, let's not waste any time. Let's get the John and Mike. Check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Is all that rain that's hitting PA, New York, are you on the edge of that? Are you getting any of that? So, can you hear me, Brian? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> okay, my, Junior is in the back. He's listening to us live. I dropped him off at school at 8 o'clock. Then I got a phone call at 1030 saying we're closing Baltimore County schools three hours early due to the impending tornado watch, and we're going to have six inches of rain. So literally, I sat outside in carpool for, I don't know, 45 minutes while everybody scrambled through traffic to try to get in. And uh, Mike is definitely not going to be on the golf course today. Let's put it that way. Wow. I mean... That is absolutely. So it's the crazy. first time I've ever had a school close. I can remember a school closing for rain. I called my buddy to let him know that his son was going to be getting out of school earlier. He hung up on me. Said I'm in a meeting. Nobody closes school for rain. Then he called yeah, me back well, ten minutes later. He goes, "I just left the meeting. I'm going to pick my son up." <laughs> no, I I hear you, man. I mean, what'd you say? You said six inches. Sit. We're supposed to get six inches of rain starting. Right when the show ends today, <laughs> in about forty-five minutes. Oh man! An hour. Oh, be careful. I mean, what? I'm sure there's what flash flood watches and all that stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. Um, uh, Mike's building a. Well, Mike had enough golf. He was at the BMW Championship, so he can go with one day without playing golf in the rain. Yeah, was Mike the guy yelling in Cantley's backswing and calling Kepka Brooks uh, or DeChambeau Brooksy or? <laughs> uh, uh, he'll, uh, so. No, I was not yelling in Cantley's backswing. I did hear <laughs> the, the Brooksies. I heard a lot of Brooksies because I did follow DeChambeau. Uh, I, I went Friday and Sunday. And the funny, the funniest thing that they screamed, this was after the fact, that I just I thought was hilarious because I've never been in person before. As soon as Bryson would hit the bomb, somebody would scream in the background, smash potatoes every time. Very, very loud. I don't know why I found that funny. The guy hits absolute bombs. He's a technician. And, and seeing it in person, Brian, just gave me a, a newfound love for the game because you know, I've played with some scratch golfers before, but that's nothing compared to these professionals that literally – the cool part about it, and, and we can move on because I, I have a little Q&A set up for Dave today to get these guys ready for football. But what I noticed the most that really impressed me was literally – watching the same hole on Friday and Sunday, the same guys would have about a 5- to 10-yard variance of where they would actually land their drives 300-plus yards away. Consistently on the same line. Obviously, some of the guys did not do that, but a good four or five guys that I followed and I saw on multiple days literally would hit it in the same exact spot 320, 340, and then when you got Bryson 360 well, yards away. But that's or, why there's that's why a, these guys are so amazing. And I, I will say this. The playoff was exciting. I mean, it was beyond exciting. But I'm sorry, it's you're down to the semifinals of the FedEx Cup playoffs. I'm sorry, you can't be playing this where it's 27, 28 under par. That's a joke. But the, well, tur- the tournament was well, exciting. Just, just, the, fin- the the the, the playoff was great. I get, but that is that is that's nonsense. That you you can't be turning uh, 
you can't be turning the the semifinals of the FedEx Cup playoffs into the Sanderson Farms tournament. I mean, that's stupid, you know. But but, but it, you're not gonna go ahead. My thing is this, and you're never going to be able to play in the Northeast at this time of the year because we're always going to have those flash floods, afternoon thunderstorms, and the courses are just firm. They're, they're not dry this time of the year because it gets so hot that we get a lot of rain in August. So, unfortunately, we got a lot of rain the, the uh, week before. Yeah, there's a way to defend it, Mike. I mean, there, you know, you pin, pin placements, you grow the rough. There, there's defense mechanism. Whatever. These yeah, I don't guys... think it matters. They were pin-seeking nonstop. The rough was actually pretty legitimate. They've been growing the rough for a while. It's not an easy course, but because of how firm it was, these guys were pin-seeking the entire weekend. It was, it was soft. And, it was soft because and it, was, it was – I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was very soft. And and they were just able to just go for the pins nonstop, and the ball my wasn't stopped. If my son wasn't here, I could crack jokes, pin-seeking, soft, but I can't. My son's in the other room. <laughs> anyway. Um, Do it anyway. The bottom, the bottom line is, uh, you know – we got the final thirty this week, the tour championship. I'm glad you went. You had fun, and, and, and uh, uh, the golf's going to be amazing. We get this, and then the Ryder Cup. So good on golf, man. But hey, it's football. And also, hold on, just before we move on, just before we went, Dollar Mike will be listening to the show later on today, if not live right now. I know he's a busy guy during the day. Besides the Sam Burns that you gave me on the show, Dollar Mike said, "Go with the guys." that are in extreme athletic condition, it's going to be extremely hot, somebody that could, that could actually handle the heat and, and walking this very hilly course. Yep. He gave me four guys. He gave me DeChambeau, Cantley, Dustin Johnson, and Rory. He said, split it up between the four of them. One of the four will win. Can you imagine that? The guy, when it came to the playoff, it didn't even matter. We had it already in the bag. Nice, well done. Uh, the Listen, I got to say, I Go got to say one thing before we get into football. Um, and I know this, Dave will light me up on a small sample size. In the last two days, if you played every team, the same result, and I'll explain. I'll reverse engineer this. The same result, the prior day. In the last two days, you are seventeen and two in baseball. What that basically if means you do is what? So if you if you Basically, never play a team if a team had won two games in a row on Monday, and you ba- or a team had lost two games in a row or more on Monday, and you basically played the same result. So on on Tuesday, if you played every team that won on Monday and you played against every team that lost on Monday because they was their second game in a row, you were eight zero on Tuesday. And then yesterday, if you did the same thing, you were nine and two yesterday. So you were seventeen and two. Meaning, what I keep saying on the show, and which is bearing fruit, is there's no chop in baseball. There's no win one. There's no lose one. Everything is streaked. So as we start the show today, Baltimore is the only team that won on the losing side yesterday. They broke their their losing streak as a three hundred dollar dog. Arizona had lost three in a row. They've now, excuse me, four in a row. Yesterday they lost again. They've now lost five in a row. Yankees lost two in a row. 
excuse me, three in a row. Yesterday they lost again. Now they lost four in a row. Detroit lost three in a row. Yesterday they lost again. Now they lost four in a row. Washington lost three in a row. Now they lost four in a row. Redskins lost, I mean, excuse me, Cincinnati Reds lost three in a row. Now they lost four in a row. Tampa Bay won eight in a row. Now they've won nine in a row. Philly won three in a row. Now they've won five in a row. So the thing is that when I say the trend is your friend, something as simple, stupid as saying, I'm not going to play a baseball game in, on them to win unless they won yesterday is just, it is, the streaks are so amazing. If you couple that with Dave's location, the team never wins. When I say never, never wins on the road. Once again, if you're listening to this radio show live at the end of this show, Texas will take on Colorado. Texas is a home team dog. Just bet Texas blindly. Just bet against Colorado every time they're on the road as an under, and you get a good price. Bet on Colorado every time you're at home. What do you see every time Colorado's at home? They're laying 70 cents. They're laying 50 cents. They're laying 60 cents. What do you see every time Colorado's on the road? They're a dog. They did beat the Dodgers the other day, though, on the road. Yeah, it was like one out of ten. Exactly. But, like, I've been on Texas the last two nights. I'll just take Texas again today blindly, no handicapping, because I know that the odds are in my favor that unless Colorado's playing at mile-high conditions, they're not going to win on the road more times than not. Well, you have it all figured out. I have to say that. Well, in in this particular case, and and funny enough, there's a news organization, 538. I'm sure they don't sell anything. They're just free. They do all kinds of analysis. They literally released an article after the radio show last week saying they have never seen in 20 years statistically a team that was polar opposite road home, meaning data-wise, no team has performed so poorly on the road while performing so amazingly at home in the, like the last 10 MLB seasons other than the Rockies. What is the, what is the split? Do you know the records? It's I'm going to find out what, before we get off the air. Um, it is but, amazing, though. You yeah, know, they are awful on the road. I don't know why. They're so bad on the road. And then yesterday they lost. Yesterday they were in the game, I think, lost by one, right? Yeah. No. Uh, but, yeah, but I mean, I had Texas. I didn't I, care. I, think, I just, I, yeah, but the, but the thing <laughs> is, now this is, but now this is more than factored in. I mean, this is because yeah, they're always minus sixty to eighty on at home and two hundred on the road. This has got to be more than factored in at this point, don't you think? Are you still? I, I, yeah, but again, in? if it's broke, my point is. It could be factored in or not. You still don't want to be in a situation where you're trying to, like, again, why would you bet on the Rockies on the road when you know that you're at a disadvantage? So my only point is what I said last week. It was funny. It has continued to bear fruit. I went 3-0 yesterday for all my subscribers. I normally don't brag, but, again, what did I have? I had the Angels plus 180. I had Texas against the Rockies. And I had um, – I can't even remember the other game uh, – and and so my my whole thing, like I tell people, is that you know again I went oh I had Seattle so I had Seattle at home as an underdog yesterday another team that at home just kills it especially when they're getting money so like what did I have a question? system did I have an algorithm I had no algorithm or system I literally go Seattle's at home I'm betting them Texas is at home against Colorado's on the road I'm betting them Yankees had lost three in a row and they're laying 180 on the road at the Angels what are you crazy I'm gonna just bet the can Angels. I, 
Can I ask you a question? But don't you think your your Rockies theory is pretty public? Don't you think I your think it's public now? Is- I don't think I, I like you right. said. I don't so, think other people. So you, so you, so I'll give you credit. You picked up on it and you mentioned it a month ago. And I think at that point, it, it was pretty. It was it was a sharp read. I don't know if it's sharp now, but in all fairness, you keep being right. So, but I do think it's public at this point. Everybody knows your average person knows this, and usually the value is to go contrarian. So by nature, I want to take the Rockies on the road and at home fade them. But you keep being right, so I'm not saying I'm going to do that, <laughs> but that's my go-to. You keep being right, so I'll give you credit. The Mariners uh, looking good at home. So, but Dodgers not looking that great. So yeah, no, I'll give you credit. You're doing great. You faded the. You said keep going against the Orioles. That was that was strong. So I don't know. Except I, don't know. I would never lay three hundred. Like yesterday, I was tempted to take the Orioles just because I was getting more than three bucks, and I didn't. I kicked myself because you know I have I another had trend, which is plus three hundred. I'm sorry. I had them yesterday. Congratulations to all money line winners. Right. <laughs> were you were you, you was that say. a contrarian move or was that a uh, oh, you respected a group that was playing the Orioles? What yeah, was exactly. I mean, the team had only won yeah. two games out of the last 25. No, the, the, the group, the, yeah, the group. Yeah, I respect the group, so it was more of that. Got it. I, I don't, like, I, I, I agree with you, though, I mean, about the about the dogs this season. I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely outperforming the numbers, so it is tough to lay a big, plus, you know me, I would never lay a minus 300 in a baseball game. I mean, this is tough. I don't think I've ever done it in my life. I would just pass the game. Right. I mean, I would lay 200, but not 300. So, good reads, hopefully. So, you're officially saying keep the foot on the gas with the Rockies, right? With that, with that it, home yeah, run like road. Today, I, I, just can't beli- I can't believe today they're making the Rockies a road favorite again at, at, at uh, 11 o'clock your time. It's like, really? If I'd already won the last two games with Texas at plus money, it's, I'm not even risking anything because – Let's say I rest $100 on both teams and I'm up $300. Big deal. I'm risking 30% of my profit on the first two games to keep riding the dog at home. It doesn't make sense. Makes that sense. They would just, so that, that's how I look at it. Like It's not only how much I won. It's, not, it's also how much I've won in that series. I can't lose on the series even if I lose. So, yeah, I, you're a, I don't you're like a better that you're listening. That money's already in your pocket. I don't like that logic. I get it. That's the only thing I, I don't it. like. To yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just the only thing I don't, I don't like. Everything else you said, I'm good with. But I don't, I don't want to argue with you about that. But the money's already in your pocket, so you better, you better still like the side today. You can't just go almost X amount of dollars. It's okay. If oh, I, oh, by the way, lose. here's the current numbers as of two days ago. Uh, Coors Field Rockies are 43 and 22, and wow. on the road, wow. and. Uh, and on the road, they're seventeen and forty-eight. Wow! Wow! I didn't know it was that big. It says, "Wow." This is the article written: uh, the highest elevation home park by a very wide margin. Margin has a weird statistical perk. It is staggering the home split road scenario. For a 400-point winning percentage separates the teams that play at Coors Field and anywhere else. Colorado Rockies are 43-22 and at home and on the road are 17-48. and Not only is that overall gap the largest of any team since 1970, 
69. But the 2021 Rockies have the 81st best home record of any team since division playoff began. Since divisions, the, the divisional it's a, it's error began. That's a pretty began. big sample size, too. That's a pretty big sample size. So it does make you wonder what's going on. I mean, is it the high elevation, you guys think? I mean, that, what else could it be, right? The well, of course, it has to be that. Drunk. Yeah, but they've always had the highest elevation. Why does this year it matter? Well, it's always right. been that way. Right. I mean, their totals have always been 10 yeah, and a half, 11. not winning years. and losing. I'm just saying they play better at home. They can handle the elevation better because teams that travel there don't know how to handle it as well. Obviously, we see that with the Denver Broncos. So it's, it just happens. I mean, it's, it's part of the game that, unfortunately, in this situation, it's a huge difference this year. I don't know. I don't have the data for in previous years if it was concurrent to this year, but it seems this year it's a little bit more lopsided than years past. And, and just to let, and then we'll go to football. The last thing in this uh, article that was written, the teams that have the worst road records are the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks in 2021. And the guy starts the paragraph with, you want more outlier information? The Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks are worse on the road, but they're also horrible at home. While the Rockies, the issue with the Rockies is they're worse on the road, not as bad as Arizona is Texas, but they're so great at home. So that's what makes Colorado so compelling that if you bet on every Rocky game at home, you're up $2,600. And if you bet on every Rocky game on the road, you're down $2,900. It makes me just want to always take Denver home teams getting a big number in any sport for the rest of my life, you know, because, yeah, that's crazy. Got to tell you, I'm impressed, man. You got to just rattling off a bunch of stuff that makes sense. Well, yeah, no, that, I mean, it's, it's just – I mean, I was looking at it because, I mean, it's not like I can go out and cycle today in a monsoon, so I had time. Um, but, I mean, these statistics, what do you think, Dave, and then we'll move on to football. What do you think about the fact that none of these teams are splitting? In, in, it's not like um, it's just like a team loses two in a row and they just continue. A team wins four in a row all season long. Streaks, streaks, streaks. And I think a lot of people don't take into account that emotional you know, they get obsessed with pitchers. They don't look at a team like Tampa Bay that's won nine in a row. I'm not going to fade Tampa Bay. I just won't mess with the game. I'll wait till they break well, this streak. Well, it's uh, I'm not going to stand in front of the train that I think Brian talks about. It, it, you can look at it either way. I'm going to keep riding the team, or this just can't keep going. I'm gonna, there's definitely value, and so it just depends what – by nature, you know me, I want to stand in front of the train, but sometimes I get real hard by it. But you, you guys like to – Right, the momentum. So, I don't know, pick your spots, I guess. That's what I think. Like, I think you can't just blindly do it. But I think picking your spots, uh, you know, is especially with the with the the teams that aren't as good. I think it works, yeah, I think so it what, works better with them. Since it's the end of the season, for everyone that wants to know, when do you hop on the train? I hop on the train on the third game. I wait for two consecutive wins or two consecutive losses. And I don't worry about a team winning one game like the Orioles yesterday. I don't worry about them winning one game. Now, if they win today plus 260, then I'll bet the Orioles tomorrow. So I'm looking for game three, on or against. And so, like, right now you literally have um, yesterday, if you did that yesterday, you went nine and you went nine and one. You went, yeah, nine and two yesterday. So now that you have literally nine teams today that are on streaks greater than two games, 
that you can fade or go with. And if you guys are listening, that's just more free information. And, again, you have to take the lines in account. But now, let's get into what matters. Yeah, there's, a UAB, yeah. there's a UAB football game today. Are we guys excited? No, I'm just joking. Mike, take over with the football. Well, first, you know, we'll do a little bit of news that has been coming through the wire, which is going to play out this year. And then after the news, I want to do a little Q&A with Dave because there's a lot of people excited about the season. There's a lot of people that through the summer have been explain to of how to properly go into the season as a whole and not try to piece it out by a week at a time sample sizes as we all know that's not enough so we'll do that q a in a little bit but what do you guys i want to get your feedback from brian and dave as well now that you saw the cam newton situation i know Belichick came out and said it has nothing to do that he's not vaccinated straight lines <laughs> but but I could see this trend becoming more relevant, especially when it's a quarterback, because nobody, one, nobody wants to pick him up because if you have an unvaccinated player in your quarterback room and he happens to get the virus, he gets the whole quarterback room, you know, on the virus list. Now, from what they're saying, it's not going to get postponed to another date. It's going to be a complete forfeit. So teams are really straying away from even having that a possibility where it could affect them completely losing a game, not even playing with backups, like completely losing a game. So what do you guys, just a little bit of a you know, feedback, what do you guys yeah, think about Yeah, I that? would cut Lamar Jackson. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I can't disagree with I you. I agree but, with you 100%. Uh, you're, 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 like, uh, a, like a knife. 100%, a knife. 100% agree. 100% agree. No, if you're going to cut Cam, you cut Lamar. It's, 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 you, don't, you don't just pick and choose. By the way, for all the listeners live, Washington Nationals Philly has been canceled due to the, the hurricane, tornado watch, and the Mets-Marlins game has been canceled. So now we can move back to your, your, your football. Yeah, I would cut Lamar in a minute. That's a joke. No, no way. I'm not, I'm not joking. You're, you're going to wait till you see these ra- – Guys like Mr. Mike are going to be hurt when we start forfeiting games. What are you going to do? The backup's not going to help us. Here's 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 the deal. Here's the deal. No one's no one's forfeiting any games. That's not happening. One, yes, individual guys are going to miss games. That's going to happen all over the map. If it's a quarterback, that's a problem. But they are not forfeiting football games because. There is no way, there's no way to legally, factually prove which guy was typhoid Mary and started the spread of the thing. You, you know, vaccinated guys are having breakthrough cases. Just because an unvaccinated guy tests positive, it doesn't mean he's the guy that started it. There's no way they can prove that. There's no way they're forfeiting football games. So don't worry about that. Okay, Dave. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. I, I don't really have a strong feel on it, so I'll go with what you guys think on that. All right. Just wish well, the COVID so stuff now, would be over. Dave. So yes, I've sir. had a lot of clients over the summer that I've explained to them how important it is for when you have access to so many syndicates and all these different systems throughout an entire season, how important it is not to jump in, like I said earlier, for a week, try it out for a day, try it out for a month, 
we know that the sample size from start of the finish to the end, no different than when you sent us a little screenshot from just one of your accounts, and that is the most transparent process I've ever seen when somebody is looking at it from a total standpoint of start to finish. Obviously, that wasn't just football. You had only got to Colorado, you know, in November. But why, and this is a little Q&A that we're going to do for the listeners because I have a lot of guys that are potential clients that may, they wanted to hear it from you directly and not just me explaining it to them. Why do you think it's so important for you to bet all the games that you have, not just some of them? Why is it important? To just show I believe in my own picks. I just think if somebody doesn't bet their own plays, what, is, what does that say? <laughs> you know? So that's why, that's why a lot of times I try to show, look, I'm actually going the max down the line on my own plays. And then I, and then, and then I like to be completely transparent. All right, let's look at the closing line. How did we do there? And I, I just feel this is important. Because I don't know, if I, if I was going like, to bet your plays and you were talking or whatever, I would be like, well, I don't know. But if I saw you really believing in it, betting the max, moving the number globally, by the way, I would, I would feel safe. Like, oh, this, the, the, books, the, the books out there that are moving the prices really respect this guy. And so then now I'm, now I'm putting down money on your plays as well. Because there's nothing more, there's nothing stronger than that, than the books. Like, if I go under 57 and the books move at 56 globally, move to 56 globally, that's as strong as it gets. Because they know who's winning in the long run. They have a big sample size and their algorithms know, oh, this person's up a lot, we're going to move it. So that's my answer to that. You guys can give your opinion. No, I mean, that's... That, that's perfect. I mean, I, I wanted – it's tough again. It, it, I always have to be the middleman when it comes to this. I try to explain it to the best of my ability because we've been working with each other for years. Um, you, ve- you run a very successful syndicate, and some clients are just – I guess they're a little bit naive to the point where they think that they can take your information along with their information – and try to basically cherry pick which games they want to play based on an opinion standpoint, based on who they like, based on who, what, if they're a fan of the team. And what actually ends up happening in the long run is it, it's always, it, it always backfires because then they go, well, I should have just taken your game. And then they don't do that for a week. And then they, and this is after they pay that that's the confusing part. So I always say to any client that is going to do this, for the long term, you have to follow it 100%. You have to take your emotion out of it. And like you said, and I've seen this because we have a, we have a way for where we're releasing your games early in the week. And you've already right, made a lot of selections for this week. The timing of the bet. And again, it makes you more a gambler over the long run. Yes. Right. Because these gamblers think that they could wait to the last second because they're waiting to see how Friday turns out before they put in Saturday and see how Saturday turns out before they put in Sunday. And that style, again, from a better may or may not work, but for the way that you trade, it will never work because then you're, and I've seen this, I've seen this in person where a client goes, well, the line's off by four points. Now, how did Dave get the line? Well, he bet the game on Tuesday. 
he bet the game literally last week for this weekend. It's that's what you do. And and then the other question I have for you is why is it important to bet all of your actual the vol- I know you have a lot of volume and some people can't handle the volume. What would you actually recommend from a percentage standpoint should a client play like what do you play percentage wise of your bankroll on on a play across the board? Well, for me it's it's less than 1% because well especially on the totals because my problem is I can't it's hard to get down as much money as you want on some of them, especially early during the week when it's uh, smaller limits. Usually Saturday, this isn't a problem, but a lot of them by Saturday have already moved. Uh, I would say 1%, 1, 1.5%. That's, that's, okay. probably, that's probably a good number. But I know the person that's got 1000 bucks doesn't want to bet 10 bucks. You know, I know, I know how, how most people think. But to do it successfully, yeah, one and a half percent probably. And then, yeah, the timing of the bet is almost more important than anything. Because if everybody waits until Saturday and the play is under 57 and they go under 54, there was, there was just no edge. So, so it drives me nuts. Right, it's not. That. And you can't identify it based on just that one game result. Like, oh, well, it didn't matter. The game lost anyway. Right. It doesn't matter because right. over 100 of those games yeah. – you're getting your money in good. You're no matter what, you're going to come out on top. And that's where my next question is, is what's and really, we just answered it, but what is the importance of somebody jumping in now before the start of the season to the end of the season versus somebody going, well, I'll try it out for a couple of weeks. I'll try it out for a month. Like, what do you think the difference is if somebody were to join now? And, and again, like you could just respond to this as you are talking to a new potential client that's talking on the show. I mean, that's listening on the show. What do you say to somebody to join for the whole season? How much difference of a return it would be versus somebody sampling it for a week or two at a time? Well, well, you in anything. So, so in anything where you have an edge, you want more volume. And this is just a basic, basic theory. So, the longer you're involved, and the more money you get so that the longer you're involved the more money you get down with an edge this is what it's all about this is basically what you're trying to accomplish especially during football this is a valuable uh five months or so so that's my answer to that you just want to get get going right away get down with an edge and over the hundreds of games that we release if you do things right it should turn out it should turn out good for you so Right. All right. But well, the, I'm but, glad but that you were able to. Go ahead. The most important thing is the timing of the bet. That, that's more important than anything. Because I feel like 90% of the people don't even care about that, at least 90%. And they just bet on Saturday, like you said, and see how their bankroll is after Friday or, or whatever. It, it just, this is hard. I mean, you might Yeah, but the that, chime in here, the chime in here that you got, this is the thing. You see. These guys are not betting 1%. They got a 10-dime bankroll, and they're betting a dime a game, maybe two dimes a game. They're betting 10% to 20% because nobody's getting into this business originally, opening up an account at a legal place or offshore or have a local guy and and betting 1%. How many guys do you think have called my office in 35 years and said, I have a five-dime weekly credit line. I bet 50 a game. What, are you kidding me? Nobody. Yeah, I don't think any. Well, 
Well, it just depends how disciplined the person is. But, yeah, I agree. I bet you they go 500 or 1,000 a game. And and with us, or we more. release so many plays. With us, we release so many plays. You're basically all in by, like, the sixth or the seventh play. So it's – and then when they when the people go, what's your best game or what's your lock? Yeah, but – that drives me insane. But this too. is and, and and Brian can chime in on this. But this is the, I think there has to be unlike other radio shows, there has to be the the the, the peel back the the dirty right. The dirty is why do most people bet on sports initially before they become members and call here? They bet on sports initially for quick easy money. Nobody's looking at this as an investment like in their four hundred one k or their stock market portfolio. These guys are. Putting a dime, you know how many guys I talk to that lose twenty dimes in a year, and they bet it's at a dime at a time. Send a dime, bet three to five hundred a game, run it up, blow it, add another. I call it the death by a thousand deposits. So I think that the, you, 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 it's like we're talking logic to the illogical. Like at some point, there has to be an implicit understanding that. Most people, the average uh, non-sports better that becomes a sports better is attracted to it because it's not investing long-term. It can be quick and easy. He can, you will get a Twitter uh, update saying some guy bet a 34-team parlay for $150 like we all got in the last 48 hours, and it will sensationalize the fact that this guy made millions on a $150 bet. That's what draws these guys in originally. And these new states that are now coming online legally, that's what they're drawing in. Nobody's calling here and saying, I just got a, a, a whatever sports book in my state. I'm going to run down there with a hundred grand, post it up, and bet a thousand a game. Yeah, it all makes sense. This is why most people don't make it over 99%. This is why they don't make it. Right. So, I mean, that's the, the dirty for the listeners that are out there. They want too much, too quick, and they want. They want easy, fast money, and they don't want it to be a boring job. And we've all fallen prey to that in our lives. Uh, I know Mike has definitely at Pimlico Racetrack. Um, and, you know, and Brian is a perfect example. Is Brian is a horse, a bona fide horse racing enthusiast slash better. But you're also in it, Brian, because you do have an opportunity to bet small and win big. Toothpicks to lumberyards, baby. Am I wrong? No. What if every what if every horse race was even money? Nobody would be betting horse racing. No, I mean, oh, and, the, and the other. Go yeah, ahead, Brian. No, go ahead. I'm going to touch on the point as well. Yeah, go ahead. Well, so I had a client. I had a client, Dave, that that actually called this morning, and he goes, "I'm, I'm going to put 200 on tonight's three pick." I go, "Well, okay, sounds good." You know, obviously a parlay is a more of a long shot. It's a, it's a lottery ticket. It's the same kind. Well, how much do you have to bet with? Well, I have 200 Well, what happens if you lose? Well, when I get paid next Friday, I'm going to re-up. So there's no concept of a business. There's no concept of reality. It's just I have this in my pocket. It's burning a hole in my pocket. I think if I hit this three-teamer tonight that now I have more money to do the same thing tomorrow and – the legalization of gambling is not coming about because all these guys are walking into the casino and, and hitting parlays all day. It's because the majority of the public 
is going to be that guy. And, you know, and I gave him a 10-minute education. There was no actual subscription bought at the end. But you know what? Hopefully, the education that I gave him, he truly said, I understand. I'm going to call you back when I get paid next Friday, and I'm going to treat it like a business. Now, whether he does it or not, you know, the jury's out. But the fact is, is what we try to do here is my goal is to not take that guy and turn his 200 into 20,000. It's to have enough responsibility to make sure that he starts an account with at least a couple thousand and then has a good money management program to be able to handle the volume that we put out. And the guys that follow it to the T are the ones that are subscribers year after year because they've tried it their way. It doesn't work. And they've been with you in the past, Dave, and it's worked. And now that they see that it's consistently going to make them money, they realize that their opinion doesn't matter. They might still bet the games on their own, but for a very small fragment as more of an entertainment play because they're a fan of the game of that team versus the stuff that we put out, there's no emotion attached to it. The stuff that you put out, you put out these games. You're, you're not watching the games. You're just watching numbers. And that, in the end, is what's going to turn that two, $3,000 bankroll to a substantial amount at the end of the season because they played the entire season. They played every game. They played every game at the right day, at the right time, or otherwise it's not worth it. And those are the guys that are extremely successful. So hopefully the new clients, the new potential clients that are listening to the show today understand the fundamentals of how to make money in trading sports. We all know how to bet. You know, I've been betting, like like John said, running to Pimlico when I was a young kid. I wasn't too successful. And I was doing what that guy called the office this morning. I was the exact same person. What I had in my pocket that I made at Ruth Chris as a waiter, I would run to Pimlico, and I would put it on a, you know, a trifecta and think I'd get lucky. And every now and then I did get lucky, which made me keep doing it, but there was no money management. There was no logic. And I wish I would have known – what I know today then to, you know, to erase the pain that I caused myself of trying to <laughs> think that I could make quick money every single day. So, you know, I, I think there's a lot of really good stuff that we talked about on the show today that for that new client that doesn't truly get it a hundred percent, will give them the understanding of this is what it takes. Well, I want to ask Dave a question because you, we never asked you this question on the air or off the air which is when did you switch? Because you started somewhere. You started, did you start like a square trying to make quick money or did you get really, did you just happen to avoid that trap and just go right into being a professional and grinding small percentages to make large money? Like what was the, uh, you know, what was the, how did that originally start? Because I know you were originally into video poker prior to the betting. Well, when I was in Vegas, I, I did everything at a professional level. But I remember one time when I was uh, when I, when I was in Seattle, I randomly went with eighty dollars and played blackjack, and I lost it. And, and I knew I was going into something that I didn't have the edge in. So that was probably the only time that I knowingly. No, but but, but but let me back up to that. While I'm in Vegas, how does how do you get to be the guy? that doesn't start as a square and becomes a sharp? How do you go from day one, I'm in Vegas, I'm well, only going to be a sharp? It. Obviously, that I separates you it. from everybody else. Huh? Well, I, stu- I studied it. There was a lot of good information online, and I, and I studied it. 
And then I got lucky because when I went down there, when I went to Vegas, the machines I was playing, I was sitting next to other people that did it for a living, so I was picking their brain on everything. So I got really lucky on that, which the listeners are picking our brain, basically, on what to do with sports betting. So I think I think one of the keys is whatever you're trying to do, uh, learn from somebody actually doing it. That's, so I pretty much did that every step of the way. And then I did that in sports betting, too. Somebody taught me, somebody walked me through what to do. So I, I cause yeah, but, yeah, I but how many it. people, listen, I'm just pressing you a little for the fun of it. How many people get told what to do and still don't do it? The difference is not that somebody walked you through it, it's that you actually did it. Because most people still have emotions. I mean, you're atypical in the fact that you're, you're emotionless when it comes to betting. Most people say, yeah, leave the emotions on the table. I mean, I'm not that emotionless. I know Brian loves the emotion. Brian loves the thrill of it while he loves to make money. He still enjoys the thrill of it. And so you don't enjoy Do you think that your personality is what allowed you to be so successful because you just don't care yeah. about the thrill of it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I would, I would, I, I bet, and I don't even watch the game. Like, you guys know, you guys love to, you guys love to talk about that. Uh, and then I don't. Well, okay, so I went into it, and the guy that taught me how to do it, he was like, he just told me over and over, price, 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 and then I got it. I was like, okay, I'm going to get eliminate my emotion and just do the price and worry about the price, or I won't make it. And it was just that simple. But I get it. I get what and you're saying. And do you ever slip? Do you ever slip? No, you ever slip off and rules. say, like, oh, Seattle's on a roll, or I'm not talking about baseball. Like, you know, you wear the Seahawks gear during the season. Like, do you ever say, wow, you know, I'm, I'm going back home to visit the family. I'm going to just pound Seattle because I'm going to the game. Do you ever slip, or are you simply, like, uh, without fault when it comes to making mistakes in betting? And I'm asking well, actually, a serious question. I'm not trying to be funny. Actually, on that first, uh, that first game where the Dodgers played here in Colorado, I went to the game and I said, all right, it's, it's the only time I ever did it. I said, you know what? I'm going to just put, I can't remember what it was, I think 500. I said, I'm going to put 500 on the Rockies. But the funny thing was the price had moved a lot and I had I had a decent, like a 1% market edge or something with my price that I had. So, I wouldn't even call that slipping because I I still shopped for the price, and I put I put five hundred bucks on the on on it. It was like plus two twenty, and the going rate was like plus two hundred five. So that actually wasn't slipping. Worst case scenario was break even, but anyway, it won. And yeah, I'm just not very. I don't know. I, I just don't do that. I don't get emotional like that. So real so, quick, so mine. Let's talk about uh, not specific games, but any because uh, uh, we're not allowed to talk about specific line moves. But most betters, when a line moves on a game in football, they get nervous when the line moves, quote unquote, against them, right? So, like our good friend Kenny always says, know your number. So, you know, you bet a game and it's minus, uh, you're getting plus seven and a half. And then now the game at post is plus six and a half. The gambler would go, oh, wow, everybody's betting the other side. Like, he automatically is negative, thinking he's on the wrong side. What is your position in that when the line, quote-unquote, what they call square-wise moves against you? Do you do you just um, – do you not care? Do you add more? Do you take more? Like Add more. Uh, you have to add more because if, 
Well, first you need to analyze your reads. So you need to ask yourself, was this – go look at the game and the situation again, and then if you believe that number one had an edge – you have to. Well, let's take an let's take an let's take an example. I'm not going to name the team tonight because Brian will yell at me. But let's say there was a football game tonight. Let's say it was 14 on the open. Now it's 16 and a half. And let's say you had 14 at the open. If there was a football game tonight and now it's 16 and a half, would you add more to what somebody would call oh. a worse number? Oh, would I add more if I had plus 14 and 16 and a half? No, absolutely. No, no. Oh, if you had, I heard that wrong. If you let's say you played the favorite, you got in at fourteen on the key number. Now the number on what any game is now sixteen and a half. Do you do no. you add more? Be- okay. Not 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 really. No. So you add unless when you 14, add when the unless the fourteen was like super small limits. If the fourteen was basically like the opener and you couldn't get down anything, so it wasn't even like a true line, then I might. But if so it the was flip like, side of that is if if the because that means the line's moving in your favor, you beat the numbers so you don't add. But if you had plus fourteen, same matchup, and now it's sixteen and a half, you don't get negative and go, "Wow, I must be on the wrong side." You just add more at the other at the yeah. better number. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Now you understand yeah, the psychology more. of most people that call here when that happens; they think they're on the wrong side before the game moves, plays. But but I think they're very I, negative. I think it, I think a disaster would be let's say you took, or let's say you laid fourteen on Friday afternoon uh, with with the favorite, and then Saturday the game was sixteen and a half, no new info, and now you still lay sixteen and a half. You you definitely most of the time you you did something wrong there. I mean, because Friday you could have got down as much as you wanted, basically. I mean, in theory, most ninety nine point nine percent of people could have got down as much as they wanted on Friday. So it makes no sense to lay 16.5, no new info, on Saturday. But if it's like 14 on Monday and you're, 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 you're like a ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 better and then you're struggling to get down, the line's moving, but you like basically, well, yeah, like Billy Walters type stuff. You know, he has to fire because the limits are so low. He has to just keep repopping it at a worse price. Right. But most people don't have that problem, you know. So I, I, I would say no. I just I'm closing good. This is how I look at it. I have an edge, and then the opposite. I would keep adding to it, like you said, because the there's the value went up with the with the better price. That's how I handle it. So that's why a lot of guys will say two or three percent of your bankroll per game. But because I like to add to my positions if the price gets better, that's why I say maybe one and a half two. Plus, I do second half betting, stuff like that, first half betting. So that's, that's basically how I handle it. But if somebody's super busy, they have to work, uh, it's best to just just bet one time, and then it, you, they don't even have to add to it if they're, if they're really busy. So let me ask you, I know it's... it's I, hear the si- and, and, I hear the sirens in the background, man. Did the, the rain it, start already? It's, it's coming. Let me, let me, let yeah. me ask you this. Uh, on the preseason game last week with the Ravens, the line, uh, Brian, we're allowed to talk about past games, correct? Yeah. Okay, the line yeah, you was just, you just can't, all you can't. The only thing you can't do is talk about an actual live line movement. Got it. So the line, so the, the, the Ravens, you know, were looking to blow, win, be the all-time winningest preseason team, which now they are. What do you do at a post when you see the line goes from three 
from four down to three, and everybody's betting that no, they won't make it. I just thought that was like the phoniest move ever when I saw the line go from four to three. Well, I mean, you're you're playing that game because Baltimore actually cares about this stupid thing now. All right? I mean, and they're invested in it. And the thing is, the limits are way lower in preseason. So it takes way less money to, you know, they'll, they'll move this number. So... Whatever it's preseason, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. And oh, by the way, there is no such thing as a key number in preseason. Right, right. But hey, I'm well, just, I'm, gonna, I'm just curious yeah, on the a- on the Baltimore front, Mike. Uh, I'm just uh, curious. Fantasy football's coming. Roster cuts around the league. You getting ready to do your fantasy stuff? I got my first draft on Sunday, got my second draft on Tuesday, and have my third draft on Wednesday. I am extremely excited. This is my favorite time of the year. I have been doing nonstop research. I literally, it's funny, my girlfriend yells at me because I won't put on music in the car. The Fantasy Channel is on since when the first preseason game is over. From that point forward, that's all I listen to in the car, all research, all data analysis, just getting ready for this weekend because, again, most of the work is done. I'd say 60% of the work is done at the draft, and then the other 40% is give me, management and free agents. Give so. me your fantasy football top 10 picks. I mean, I, I mean tell me, like, if, where, where you – well, it depends well, where, yeah, you're, where you're yeah, drafting. But dip, but basically, what's your pecking order? Are you, are you stating – no, one quarterback league or two quarterback league? Just a standard league? Uh, uh, whatever, a standard league, two quarterback league, whatever. Just I mean, you know, basically. You mean two two starting quarterbacks? No, no, one, uh, no, one starting okay, quarterback. Standard one QB. Yeah, yeah. So give me All your right. top ten. So this is just off the top. I don't have anything in front of me. That's fine. This is just off the top of my head. I'll go McCaffrey one, Dalvin Cook two, Alvin Kamara three, Zeke Elliott four. Saquon Barkley, five. Then you're leaning. I put Devontae Adams, six. Tyreek Hill, seven. Did you say Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry. Again, this is non-PPR. All right. No, I'm just curious. And I'm honestly not that high on Henry this year because at some point, and he might be just a freak, and it just doesn't matter for him, but the, the workload that he's taken on the last few years at some point most running backs break down again he's a freak of nature but we've we've never seen this type of caliber before of size and speed so but I just I think this is the year where he breaks down I think this is the year they start throwing a little more and have a little bit more balance but honestly I I'm high on him but there's a bunch of guys that I want before him Guys, good job today, man. I just sit back, listen a lot. Good fantasy discussion, great information. John, yeah, you and Dave firing the guns there. Good stuff. Check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Stay high, stay dry, my friend. Uh, be careful. Good luck with all that rain hitting Baltimore. Be careful. And go go get your kid. Go get him now. <laughs> and next week, we'll be uh, ready to rock and roll the day before the NFL season kicks off. Invite you to check out the website, Sports insiderradio.com
It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. America's longest war has come to a close. That's how Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin opened a Pentagon briefing on Wednesday. Austin saying the 20-year conflict has taken a deep toll on the United States. He praised the massive evacuation operation at the 